you know, we are a lot more alike than we are different. Right. And what we begin to see and understand and realize is that there are some things that make relationships work and there are some things that make relationships complicated. Right. And so what we're going to talk about today are the three P's. These are three things that we see consistently in people that have a hard time connecting and building healthy relationships. And we're going to be talking about that next on this episode of the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Rich Relationship Podcast with Gil and Renee, where amazing things happen. Our goal is to help build, repair, and restore healthy relationships. Our primary focus is on the marriage relationship. However, the topics are applicable to the relationships that we value most. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow. You know, you started talking about the three P's, and but we never said what they were. I know we did that on purpose. So you going to share with people what the three P's are now, or are we just going to just jump into it and start talking about it? No, we should tell them what they are. We should tell them what they are. Okay. So the three, are? the three P's are being... The three P's are pride, prideful, and proud. Pride, prideful, and being proud. Yes. So what made you come up with this? I know you said we, we kind of talked to, I know in the couples that we've worked with and talked being, to. So, but most, being private, proud, private, proud, and prideful. Those are the things that we have kind of recognized that when couples or individuals struggle with any one or all three of those, it makes it very difficult for them or it makes it difficult for relationships to blossom and to, to really flourish. And so we want to really kind of unpack because being private is not a bad thing. No, it's normal. However, when you're private to the point that you don't let people in, then that's what makes being private a bad thing. You know, that's kind of men and women are different. We say that a lot mm-hmm. on the show where we, we are different. And I think it still comes from a conscious knowledge of how we are different. Mm-hmm. And even though we're different as men and women, but we are also different in the forms of people just yeah. being who you are as a regardless of whether you're a man or a woman just your personality and when you mentioned this when we started talking about this I thought about the private side of it mm-hmm. and when I initially thought about it I think that was something that I was when we first started dating and started going out and getting to know each other I was very private mm-hmm and we're going to talk about that. So go ahead. I didn't mean yeah. to cut you off. Oh, it's okay. And I think a part of, like I was saying, being private, there are, we all need privacy. But when you're private to the point where what goes on in my house stays in my house, I think that culturally, I think that we as brown people, people of color, we tend to be a little bit more private in how we even deal with pain and grief and difficulty. And so as a result of that, we limit our ability to really get outside help because of our desire to be private. You know, I I think part of it is the understanding that when you're in the beginning of your relationship and we we like to call it the honeymoon stage, Mm -hmm. of course, you're going to be private. There's Mm -hmm. going to be things that you don't want to share when you're very first starting out in a relationship because it's Sometimes it can be too much. Well, and a part of it, there there has to be trust that is built that, that allows you to let some of those walls down. Right. But it's when you've been together with someone for years and you're still private 
or when you're um, governed by being prideful or when you're proud. And so as you and I were talking about this, we were talking about which one of those that you struggle more with. Are you more private? Are you more prideful or are you more proud? And I know that we were both talking about that. Now, I would say for me, I am not a private person and by any stretch of the imagination, I'm a very open person. That's just me. That's how I am. And that could be good and bad. But the thing that I struggle with and I have to really constantly be mindful of is being proud. Mm-hmm. I got it. I don't need help. I'm all right. I'm, I'm OK. You know, and, and there's reasons why there's nothing wrong with being proud of someone or proud of an accomplishment. But the kind of, when I'm talking about being proud, I'm talking about not being willing to let people help you, not being willing to let people see that you, that you need them. And so that's, I would have to say, that's something that I have to be mindful of is not feeling like, and everything goes back to childhood of origin. Again, I'm the oldest child. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a female. Um, I was born in a home where, where parents were not necessarily the most responsible. So all those things play into your why. But at the end of the day, you still are responsible for how you manage and how you navigate what you go through growing up. And so it doesn't it doesn't explain it. It doesn't excuse it, but it explains it. Right. And in before we go into some of the things that we discovered about ourselves. Yeah. Let's go back to private, yes. you know, because we started the way we started out the show. We want to give our listeners and all those who listen. We thank you for coming in and checking in with us every week and just sharing yeah. and just listening. And hanging but, out with us. Right. And so let's talk about the private side yes. first, though, to give people an understanding. When we say we're talking about being private from a marriage or relational standpoint. Right. Let's dive into that one. Well, like, let's give some examples. No, you cannot look at my cell phone. Wait, those are examples of the exercise of private. Yes. You know, for me, and I, I would say lean towards introversion, mm-hmm. naturally introverted, very reserved. So somebody who's private, that's naturally, I think, one of the things that they would tend to be is kind of reserve and how they approach things and approach their relationships. So asking to see my cell phone, is that kind of jumping over into the deep end? Are we talking about at the very beginning of our relationship? Well, I'm just saying those about? are just some of the ways that people express or feel their privacy is being violated. Mm-hmm. You know, and so a person who is private is less likely to give you access to things that they deem personal. Right. So why would somebody be private, would you say? based on what you have observed and well I think that there's a time and a place for everything but we're talking about these things combined together mm-hmm. or in excess because we do need like I said we do need a certain level of privacy but when we are allowing privacy to keep us from connecting keep us from getting closer then it it becomes something that is unhealthy and so it's just a matter of understanding that especially when you're trying to go through and get help Let's just say you're struggling with something. There is a certain level of Vulnerab- letting be, vulnerability because, or openness. Because we're going to also talk mm-hmm. about at the end, what are the, the things that neutralize mm-hmm. these right. three? But a part of it is just there, there are certain things that we have kind of learned that when you're working with couples or just when you're just in relationships, period, there are certain things that make relationships a little bit more challenging. And we talked about it in the last episode that is, and Amanda, we're right. talking about how in the military, military, we make friends fast 
and we get open fast because we know we don't have a lot of time and sometimes we're overseas. And so I think that there are different groups of people that have less trouble with being extremely private and especially not with you, especially with your job and just identity. We're not talking about those type of things. We're just talking about things that are just a matter of basically it's making you guarded. Right. And that's one of the things I was kind of going towards was why would somebody be beep in a private type, you know, as far as from their perspective of them saying, I'm a private person. I think it comes from just from the couples we've talked to and things that we they've shared with us. I think it all kind of stems from, you mentioned it already, origin issues mm-hmm. of childhood and those things. But I think they operate out of a position of hurt, mm-hmm. you know, where the reason why I'm private is because I was hurt right. by a, B, C, D, right. or whatever it was. So now I then I had to go into kind of a protection mode. It's a mode. defense mechanism. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. They, they are protecting themselves. So that privacy that they're guarded or mm-hmm. holding on to from opening up to whoever they and are And it's in. a form of control. Oh, elaborate on that one now. Well, if you think about it, if I see that you want to get close to me, a way to keep me from getting hurt is by not allowing you to. So privacy can also be a control mechanism. Mm-hmm. Well, or to use the excuse, well, I'm just private. I just don't share things like that. And I think about even as a believer, when people say, well, my relationship with God is private. It's like, I mean, it can be personal. Right. But some things, like, especially something like that, it shouldn't be private. It should be something that people who who are in need of and have access to access to it, especially your relationship with God. So there's there's ways that so all these words have by themselves are fine. It's when you combine them and it becomes like a wall. Mm-hmm. That's when it becomes a problem. That's what we're talking about in regards to relationships. The three P's can cause a lot of problems in marriage and dating relationships because they begin and to keep people out and it keeps you from getting close and it keeps you from connecting. And that's going to be very difficult for you to grow. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in a relationship and you're been in it for a little while or even a short amount of time where you yeah. want to start opening up and removing some of those privacy boundaries, if you want to call it that, where now all of a sudden you're in a position to where you're going to kind of expose yourself and some of the things that are inner, you know, very close to you. And, you know, I think about when we first got married, I just think about how open you were to like we've never had where I've not I don't we have each other's phone codes, we have each other's bank information, we have each other I think about when you left and you gave me access to all of your letters and all those things that you had. So I think that in a in a marriage relationship, in order for it to be healthy, I think that the sooner you learn to be open and not be guarded, the easier it is for you to grow close to that person and to connect. And so these are just some of the things that we have realized that when couples are struggling, one or all three of these things are always Mm -hmm. common and they're always evident. So if you can be mindful of this when you're dating, when you and when you're engaged, it sets you up for success versus having these three P's looming in your relationship and you not being aware that it's a problem. Because when you start now in your relationship, someone you're expected to be private to a certain extent because you're just learning. You're just getting to know mm-hmm. a person. But over time, if that privacy is still there, you may want to look at did this person hurt me or am I operating out of a history or a past hurt and kind of pulling it into my present that is kind of preventing me from 
dropping that privacy boundary, mm-hmm. so to speak, with the person that I'm in this relationship with. Yeah. And it's funny because I think about being private. I think about it as a couple. We, we have this show we binge watch because we love human behavior. And they're talking about using the bathroom. You know, if I'm brushing my teeth and or if I'm taking a shower and you have to use the bathroom. Those are things that each couple has to navigate to what level they feel comfortable with. And so privacy is not what we're talking about. We're talking about being private internally yeah. when you say when you have these intervals or oh, I'll never share this I'll never so along with the you know the private it it is a way to keep people out and so what we're saying is we want to kind of equip all of us as well as the people in our community to not fall prey to some of the old habits that we may have brought into our relationships and sometimes we culturally feel like certain things are okay. But when you look at the big scheme of things of, of the recipe for people who have healthy relationships, mm-hmm. these three P's cannot be a part of your everyday life. So that was P number one. P number one. And now we're going to talk about P number two, which yes. you said you, you kind of identify yes, with a little I, bit. I, I proud. And I love, and when we were talking about this and just kind of preparing for the show, James chapter four mm-hmm. came up. God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Mm -hmm. And while that is a, that's how you combat this. And we're going to talk about that later on Mm -hmm. after we go through the the other two, but that was just something that came up when I was kind of, we were preparing for the the episode was, wow. So that's what that's talking about. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're in a position of being proud, that's not good, but it depends on how you can be proud of certain things that you've done and accomplishments and things like that. But there's something that you do when it pertains to being proud, that can be a problem. Yeah. And you kind of mentioned it a little bit. Go ahead. Because a part of it is understanding that we all have growth areas and strengths. And so when we're afraid to let people help us or to acknowledge the things about us that are not the best or even be told. Another thing about being proud is people who are proud have a hard time being corrected. Mm-hmm. They have a hard time accepting someone else's input or someone else's way of doing things. And so those are all the ways that being proud can really hurt you in a relationship because a part of what makes relationships really beneficial is that I see something in you that I need and I can share how I admire that and vice versa. You know, it says when you have a high degree an excessive high opinion of yourself mm-hmm. and your own self-importance. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the kind of proud that we're talking about right. when you're kind of feeling yourself a little yeah. bit too much. And another maybe. thing about being proud, it still stems from the same thing. It still stems from having been hurt yeah. and not trusting. So you feel like, well, I got this. I can do it myself. And, and a part of what we always talk about is understanding that we have to begin to love like we've not been hurt. Mm-hmm. We have to begin to navigate relationships based on that day and that individual and not bring everybody along the road of where we've been hurt before. And so what's helped me is to realize that anything that God has called us to do that's going to be meaningful is going to require us to have other people help us. And it's going to require for us to help other people. Right. And we need each other. And there's nothing wrong. And and we want to kind of be open and clear about that because you should have pride in yourself yeah. and pride in what you do and those types of things. We're talking about when you're operating from a position of pride, pride where it actually is 
an irrational thought and ideal and principle about how you feel, not just about yourself, but a comparing in, in comparison to other people, mm-hmm. that can become very, very difficult. Yes. You know, you have an idea of my own self-importance and my value towards me as an individual and the things that I'm doing is better than what you're doing. A lot of times when you think about when we're talking about being proud, we're talking about being in comparison to someone else. You know, Mm -hmm. that comparison trap can be very, very hazardous for you in the long run. So yeah. that's when we're yeah. talking about problems. And the Bible talks about not being puffed up and not being haughty. And mm-hmm. so a part of it is understanding that everything that God designed has, a, everything has, a, every coin has two sides. Right. And so we have to be mindful that it's good to be driven and it's good to be a self-starter, but it's also good to realize that we need each other and yeah. we need help. And sure. we have to be able to be willing to say, hey, I'm not good at this. Can you help me? And why do you think people have such a hard time with saying, I need help? Well, it, it comes from being disappointed, you know, and, and sometimes it comes from being a perfectionist. Mm. It comes from feeling like, well, you know what? I can do it a lot faster. I think about when the kids were little and I was trying to teach them how to make up the bed. I was like, well, I can do that so much faster than them, but that's not helping them learn. Right. So just because you can do something faster or you can do something better or you can do it by yourself, it's just a matter of what helps us to grow is learning from each other. What helps us to grow is being in relationships and you can't do that if you don't learn how to share the responsibility of whatever needs to be done with other people. Right. And we're talking about the three P's. We already covered private. Yes. And we talked a little bit about being proud. Proud. But before we go on to the third one, we wanted to just take some opportunity and some time to say thank you to all of our guests and people who have kind of helped us out during these episodes and the things that we've done with the Rich Relationship Podcast. We are at episode 60. That's such a... An amazing accomplishment. And it is, and it's been fun. And this is something that we wanted to just share with everyone that we are kind of, we've decided that this is going to be the end of season two, yes. you know, based on all the episodes that we recorded and the time frames and things like that. So we are kind of decided that we're going to be doing 30 episode blocks, yes. so to speak. So we're not going to be in sync with the calendar yes. like uh, some people do. And maybe we may adjust that, but we are going to be starting. We've been kind of looking at and talking about new content that we're putting together and some new things that we're going to be doing with the episode. Like our weekly Facebook Live for our community. You can go ahead and talk about that a little bit. Yes. So we are starting episode, well, season three of the Rich Relationship Podcast. And as a result of that, because we have so many couples that we're helping and reaching out to, we wanted to find a way to allow us to be multiple places at one time. And this pandemic that has been forcing a lot of people to kind of think outside the box. To do some things different. And so we're going to be doing a weekly Facebook Live on my page, Renee M. Beavers, which if you're not a friend, please go and give us a friend request. But we are going to be doing a weekly Facebook Live. We're calling it the Rich Relationship Refuge. It's a couple's getaway. So once a week at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, we'll be on Facebook Live. And we'll also put it on our Rich Relationships page as well. But we're going to be doing this every week because we want to be able to find a way to connect with you, to get to know you.
you, to be available to you. And so that's a way for us to do that. And we're really excited about seeing you guys all on Facebook Live. And I think a lot of times, I think people want to see us behind the voices. Yes. And while that's not something we, or at least I. <laughs> One of us. That's not something that I <laughs> had really strived to do. But I understand that people are, we're, we in, a, we're in a visual age yes. now. And I understand that. And I have no problem yeah. with that. So we actually get to see each other face to face for a change, yes. which is be great. And we're excited about it. And we're thankful for it. And we also want to thank everyone for the book is getting ready to be yes, dropped here. It is. It's coming up it's soon. Coming. We're coming along right along, right, I mean, right along on schedule. And we want to thank everyone who's following us on Instagram. We reached over 10,000 followers. We are excited and ecstatic. Thank you for following us. We are so excited about our YouTube channel. It's growing. And we are excited about just better ways to serve you. How can we serve you? Send us an email. Um, Give us a call at 404-936-1642. Let us know how we can serve you. We are so grateful and so honored to be able to serve you in this capacity. And we just want to thank God for the gift of the Rich Relationship Podcast. And the best part of it is you. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate y'all. Gil and Renee Beaver's over 30-year relationship is the genesis for the Rich Relationship Podcast, which is designed to empower individuals with the tools, principles, and the community needed to unpack ourselves, our past, and our preconceived notions associated with relationships. Let's get empty and grow together so that our lives will be filled with love and healthy, rich relationships. Now let's go into our show. So we are talking about the three Ps. We already covered being private. And we talked a little bit about being proud. proud. Now we're going to talk about, I think, da, the da, big, da. I think it's the biggest one, which is the pride aspect. Being you know? And this one, and I even flubbed a little bit while we were talking about pride. And I said proud and I said pride yeah. because they are so closely synonymous with each other right. and, and kind of identity and essence. Right. So we're going to talk a little bit more about being, being pride. prideful. Right. And that's the difference between being proud and being prideful. And, and Proverbs 16, 18 says, Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. God's word ensures us pride is the root of and the ruin of our lives. Right. And so it's just important that we understand that being prideful is not a good thing. Mm-hmm. Pride, you can have pride in your, your and that's just basically your heritage. Having, you can have pride yeah, in your who you are being in the military. I mean, there's things you can have pride pride in your children, but when you're prideful, it's the root and it's the beginning of the fall. And it's when we one of the things we we can say we have noticed with couples when they are really having a hard time, it's because pride has got in and made people say things and do things that they regret. And rather than owning it and accepting responsibility for it, it's really easy to, as we talked about in one of the other episodes, bring out the blame thrower. And normally when people walk in pride, they are very quick to blame, deflect, to project, and to make the other person feel. I remember when I was dating, when I was a younger, in my, in my teens, I was dating this guy. And it seemed like no matter what happened, everything was always my fault. Right. 
It's like, wait a minute, you just flipped that around where you were wrong. And now I feel like, it, and now I'm not talking about Gil, y'all. I'm talking about my first boyfriend when I was there. All them knuckleheads. That's okay. Yeah, it wasn't that many of them, but <laughs> they were knuckleheads. That's why they're not my husband. And because we're talking about <laughs> someone who was actually comparing their strengths to, in that, in that essence, right. your weaknesses. Right. You know, where if you're in that position where you constantly, it's easy to see the shortcomings in our spouses yeah. and our significant others. We we don't even have to work at that. No, we can see that. Easy. It's easy. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to say that it doesn't exist because we all know it does. Yeah. And but is when you are in a position where you're kind of emphasizing it and talking about well, in order to make yourself big, you make someone else small. Right. And that's and especially if you think about if you're doing that with your spouse. Yeah. That's probably going to be a big problem if mm-hmm. it hasn't reared its hair yet. It's it's coming, yeah. you know, and you don't. Well, ever... if you think about it, if that's the seeds you're planting, they're going to grow and become a harvest of regret. Right, and that's the the essence of someone who is prideful, or right. essence of being pride and exercising, walking in that is when you're comparing your strengths to someone else's weaknesses yeah. constantly. It can be your spouse, it can be a friend, it can be a coworker, or even if you've driven down the street and you see that person on the side of the road and you say something like, oh, I'm not as bad as that. Or yeah. or you start criti- critiquing their life based on a snapshot of someone's situation and you're comparing your life to theirs. Yeah. That's somebody who has a big, big thing in pride. And I love the way Galatians in chapter six and verses four and five, it basically, and I'm paraphrasing a little, you can go check it out. It talks about, and I, and it's one of my favorite books and yeah. because it's in your face Yeah, and it says, pay attention to your own work, your own satisfaction, your satisfaction comes from that. Don't worry or be comparing yourself to others. Think of yourself and be responsible for your own conduct. Which means worry about yourself. Right. And weighs it. <laughs> and and that's so challenging because yeah. it's easy to, like I said, be focused on others around you and not look at yourself. Yeah. If you think about it, though, it's because we, we, we were talking about it before about it's so important to really know you mm-hmm. and to know your own growth areas and to know your own areas where you need to change. But most people, it goes back to the scripture, Matthew, remove the plank from your own eye before you remove the splinter. And I, the Lord, I've shared before, the Lord just showed me, if you will focus on you and not focus on someone, mm-hmm. because we only have self-control. So if I'm focusing on what is wrong with you or what is your growth area, how is that productive? And so pride puts us in a position where we focus so much on what others aren't doing or what others need to do that we become totally oblivious to the areas where we need to grow and change. Right. And we are, and you even already mentioned it. We are talking about the, the types of pride. You know, you have that outward where I'm looking at other people and mm-hmm. I'm critiquing other people and feeling a little bit superior over them or how I view myself in comparison to them. And the type we are talking about is the N-word. That's the one that we should be exercising. That's the one Galatians is talking about and how you just put it where you got to be looking at yourself. Yeah. Well, and it, it to me, for me, it has made life so much more enjoyable and it's made my life so much less stressful by focusing on my growth areas and the strength and others. It just, it makes 
your relationships a place where people want to come. You know, Mm -hmm. we talk about like a store, which what kind of store do you have? You know, if you have a store where you're private and you're prideful and you're proud, those are the stores that close down because they're not getting as much patronage because Mm -hmm. people don't go where they don't feel loved and encouraged and accepted. And I love the way, you remember the book, um, The Chronicles of Narnia? Yeah. That we looked at C.S. Lewis as a a great illusion and those things. And I love the way you put it, as long as I'm looking down on someone, I can't see something that is above me. Wow, that's beautiful. So when I read that, I was like, ooh, okay, so Mm -hmm. if I am focusing on people who I perceive is below me, mm-hmm. then I can't see or I'm, it, I'm preventing myself from looking up to my father in heaven who's yeah. who, who, who I should be looking forward or looking up to. And that's yeah. something that we that, that just impacted me when I read that. And I was like, yeah, wow. Hey, I remember when the Lord started showing me about how I always compare myself to my mom. And he said, you're comparing yourself to her but I am far higher than her. So when you make God the standard and not another person, mm-hmm. it sets you up to constantly be in constant renovation. We're all under construction. We should all be always trying to be growing and changing. And so that's, you know, so what we want to talk about now is, well, what are some of the, what, how do you neutralize the three Ps? And before you mention that, I just want to make this last point about kind of a self-check when it comes okay. to, to pride. When you compare yourselves, if I think we've all done it, at one point or another, mm-hmm. we always just I think it's a natural thing to compare ourselves to those around us or in, in our lives. But you ever notice that we never compare ourselves to someone doing better than us in a particular area? We always tend to identify with somebody who's just a little bit below where we're at, whether it's to make ourselves feel yeah. better about it. And I think that's what that's what pride does. Pride, pride gives you a false sense of who you are. And so when you begin to operate in and maneuver in that arena, it becomes a, it's a form of self-exaltation. Mm-hmm. It's that I'm good and you're not. And it's what got the enemy kicked out of heaven. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be above God. And so I think that the desire to be over people can only set you up for a downward spiral. It, and, it, nothing positive can come from And that. that was just something that I wanted to make a point of because if you're comparing yourself, compare yourself to somebody that's doing a little bit better. Yeah, God. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make the Lord your standard. Make him, let him be who we strive to be like. Not a person on television and not your neighbor, not a, not a person in your workplace. Let the Lord be the gauge for how the standard. and who we should be. He should be the standard. Now you wanted to talk yeah. about, we mentioned it earlier a little bit about how, how do, do we, we neutralize combat? it? Yes. What do we do? What are, How do we, you know, how do we get well, these three P's in check? In check. How right. do we get them out of our life of the throne of our heart? And I, I love how when the Bible says when the enemy comes in, like a flood, the Lord rages the standard. God is the flood, not the enemy. So the way that you overcome something like the three Ps, with the first thing would be, which is one of the most beautiful gifts that God gave us, is humility. Yes. When we begin to walk in humility, when we begin to allow the fruits of the Spirit, love and joy and goodness and faithfulness and gentleness and meekness and self-control to govern our lives, humility, though I believe that all those things are humility is the fruit of that. And so when we begin to walk in humility, 
it gets rid of us being prideful. So the opposite of being prideful is being humble, you know, and in order not to be proud, you have to be humble. Right. And so I just think that, you know, when we allow humility and when we allow um, the things that God created for us, it makes our life a lot better. And the way you can do that in a practical application way is the first, don't think about yourself and the strengths that you have. And when you compare them to yourself, focus on your own growth areas, the things that you are challenged with, the things that you know you need to work on, because nobody can tell you more than you can tell yourself. They can make you aware of certain things, things that you are kind of could work on. Mm -hmm. But I think I really believe at the essence of who we are, we know what our growth areas are. And I really believe the people who really care about you, and I just believe the way God works is that God is going to tell you on the inside what needs to grow and change. And then he's going to send somebody alongside you to remind you of that. So people aren't going to tell you something you don't know. They may just remind you of that. And then when you don't listen to the external confirmation, then God has to send consequences. So I just believe that whenever God tells me something and then somebody else comes and confirms it, I'm like, "Uh uh-oh, because next is going to be tribulation. So let me just (laughs) do what he asked me to do. (laughs) And, and, And then the second part of that is don't compare yourself to other people. Yeah. You know, because you can have, it can have the opposite effect. Mm -hmm. If I start comparing myself with someone else, I'm never going to be good enough. Yeah. I'm never going to accomplish what they've accomplished. And I think that can be one of those essence of low self-esteem that Mm -hmm. people actually or have as they grow up because nobody is born with low self-esteem. No, we all come here 100%. Babies, you show you that. Me, 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 me. They know that they're everything. And it's something that happens in our life that takes away from that. But we come here fully aware of our greatness and the the, our importance. And if you don't believe it, watch a baby. (laughs) (laughs) Because you you don't want to be tearing yourself down. No. Because so that means you just want to have a healthy, sober position about things that you need to work on, things that you need to to grow in and get better at and also have a good idea of how you are as a person. Mm -hmm. Because if you have a good, sober, balanced idea of how you are as a person, I believe your spouse or your significant other can help you identify some of those things if you ask. Right. But sometimes we don't ask because maybe we really don't want to know. Right. Or we don't want that confirmation that, yeah, I kind of knew I needed to be less angry about something or more vocal about something or talk about my emotions and how I feel and and get out of my own way sometimes. But if we do that. We're going to find that humility becomes easier and easier yeah. and, and we become more and more humble right. in our life. And then the other superpower is to be vulnerable. That's a, that's a scary one for a lot of people. Vulnerable, y'all. We have to be humble and vulnerable. When you, Now, give going a little bit into that about being vulnerable. Because see, a lot of times, you know, and we, we talk about, because I'm like, if we could only talk about three topics and when we work with couples and when we get asked to come out and speak, we talk about three topics. We talk about communication. No, we talk about identity, communication, and intimacy. Well, most people don't understand that they lack int- intimacy because they lack vulnerability. And they can't communicate. Yes. Well, a part of being vulnerable, you really can only be vulnerable. You can be vulnerable physically, but vulnerability requires communication. Which means the thing that we were just talking about 
if you know what your growth areas are, you have to be honest with that person mm-hmm. to bring them up, yes. to expose yourself, yes. to, to identify with them. Hey, this is where I'm weak at. Mm-hmm. I, I say it all the time and I share with people, I am weak. Yeah. And when you know what your weak areas or we call them growth areas, yeah. substitute weak for growth yeah. because you can't grow. Right. But be aware of those and then share them with other people. You'll be surprised at how it's going to be freeing for you, but also very helpful for them because they probably are struggling with the same yeah. things. And we that's what I said. We are so much more alike than we are different. These are things that everyone goes through and everyone struggles with. And so being vulnerable is really a superpower. But it's also scary. We understand and, and, that. And, and a part of the reason why it can be scary is because we get good at what we practice. Right. And so when you practice being private and when you practice being um, proud, being vulnerable is at the other end of the spectrum. And that's what I love about God is that he says, you will know the truth and it'll set you free. That light has no, 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 no business with darkness. And so there are stark differences. And so if you're at this end of the spectrum, it's going to look very scary because it's so far away. And you're not familiar with it. And the closer you get to it, the more it becomes familiar. And so to me, when I look at being proud and I look at being private, I look at being proud, those seem scary to me because I know what they can bring. So it's just a matter of you positioning yourself in a place to become more like Christ and not that you're ever going to be perfect because that's not the goal. The goal is to always be working to grow and change. What Being vulnerable is not when you tell people the truth about everything about themselves. That's not being vulnerable. That's being a busybody. Being vulnerable is telling the truth about yourself, mm-hmm. being aware of and sharing. This is something that, I, you know, what are you afraid of? These are some of my fears. These are some of the things I'm concerned about. That's what being vulnerable is. And the more vulnerable you are with yourself and with God, the easier it is for you to do that with your spouse. The one caveat that I'll add to that is you only want to be vulnerable with people that have, you have a trust and a safe place and familiarity with. You know, it'd be a little weird for you to just start opening up to a person. That means you have boundary issues when you do that. (laughs) You may want to just be a little- Oversharing. You may want to know who your safe people are. And we're talking about in this, in the premise of this, we're talking about with your spouse or someone you're you're engaged to. And so that's what but again, we do meet people who just, we walk into a room and they just start telling us all of their deep, dark secrets. I don't know if that's something about the way God wired us or it's just the way we are. To be vulnerable, there has to be this thing called trust. Yes. That's an essence of all those relationships. Yes. Unless you have childhood of origin issues, because when you have childhood of origin issues, you can be vulnerable with everyone and that can be very dangerous. Right. And so we, we have to learn. And, and something else I'll share sidebar that the Lord really showed me about boundaries. You know, I always thought of a boundary as a way to keep people out, mm-hmm. but a boundary is a way to keep me in. It's an inward swinging door. So when I look at a boundary as maybe I'm doing too much, maybe I'm giving too much, maybe I'm saying too much, it makes it more about what I need to do to control myself versus me trying to control someone else. And that just helped me because for me, I have a very extroverted, outgoing, verbal opinionated personality. And so I think that all of these are things that God is teaching me how to navigate the way he wired me so that I can go into any environment and be a blessing and not a cursing. Right. So all these episodes, all the episodes that we've done, if you kind of 
really have listened to us and you've noticed it's kind of a common thread that we're always talking about yourself and knowing yourself and being like we mentioned already about identity, mm-hmm. know who you are, yeah. the things that you are struggling with or that are growth areas for you. We, we are here to help you. That's why we put out these episodes and we want to help you. And so that's why we will continue to put them yes, out because with, with those things, we always say we're going to be stronger together. But yeah. that's what we desire for everyone that is listening, that we bring things to your attention to be aware of. Right. You know, whether it's being private and proud and prideful, like we talked about, but also going into exercising some humility. Yeah. And, and vulnerability. Because that's how you combat those things and become better at being who you are as a person. Yeah. And you become a place where people want to come. And that's you become what, a relationship that people value. Right. And that's what makes relationships worth investing in. Because remember, guys, we are stronger together and we will see you on season three of the Rich Relationship Podcast with Regal and Renee. Let's grow. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your investment in time. Remember to subscribe to the show and hit the notification icon to be notified when new episodes are posted on the podcast platform that you're listening from. Or you can always find us on our website at richrelationshipsus.com or our YouTube channel, Rich Relationships with Gil Renee. If you found this podcast helpful or you think it could help someone that you know and care about, Please pass it along and share it with them. And also, you can always send your questions and comments to richrelationships.us at gmail.com. This is a weekly podcast, and the new episodes are going to be posted on Monday by 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Remember, we're stronger together. Let's grow.